Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Howdy and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is June 4th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Welcome back to another episode. This episode, I kick back, crack open a couple bush lattes or blue smoothies, whatever the working class bow hunters call those things these days. But uh, you search for a hashtag of uh, bush latte on Instagram, and I'm sure you're going to find some working class bow hunter photos um, or some where to hunt ones, depending on, you know, when I'm talking to those guys. In any event, that's the guest that I bring on today is uh, two of the fellows from the, the Working Class Bowhunter podcast, um, Kurt Geyer and Steve Muller. Look at that. I got their names correct. I almost effed it up on the show when I was interviewing them, but um, it's a real cool, calm and collected, casual podcast. We talk about deer camp. I think right about now, it's uh, summer's just kind of kicking off. And this is about the time when I think a lot of us start to miss deer camp the most and deer hunting the most. So that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. And then if you hang into the end, um, there's some fun stuff that starts to happen. So hang in there on this one. Enjoy the ride. And uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Actually, I'll just go ahead and bring them on. Did you guys hear that thing? Did it happen? Yep, we did. <laughs> All right. Pretty fancy stuff. Hey, welcome to the show today. I got with me. Um, okay. This is what happens. I already asked how to pronounce your last names, but then something happens with my brain and I and I f it up. Kurt Geyer and Steve yeah. Muller like the tooth from the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. But, uh, man, you got that right, man. Maybe because you made a sit through that super long phone message about how oh, this would be used for training purposes. Please hold for us two for Spanish. <laughs> Probably what took so long. Yeah, yeah. Keep it professional here on on the Where to Hunt podcast. You know, that's just, right. That's the only way we do keep it on our yeah, podcast. Yeah. Man. So thanks for having us. We're, we feel right at home. I'm glad to have you guys. I, I know I talked to Kurt one other time and uh, he represented, he'd represented well, but now I got two of you and that's freaking cool. And today our topic of discussion um, is going to be deer camp because it's summer. And I don't know about the rest of everybody that's listening and you guys, but I'm really jonesing for deer camp and I miss it. And you guys are, in my opinion, you guys are really like the audible kind of audio, uh, digital, whatever you want to call it, deer camp. You guys have that flavor the way you record, and I love it. So it makes sense. I appreciate that, man. Well, thank you. Kind of what we strive for, or the analog deer camp, if you will. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Hey, edit that out so we can make a t-shirt out of it and make money off it. <laughs> Keep it in there. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> we've been, uh, I've been Jones and bad for deer camp. I was talking today at work. I'm like, man, it's, it's so far away, but I guess it's really not. There's a lot of prep work, so it'll make the summer go by fast. But, yeah, man, that's what we do with our show. We get together at least once a week and try to make, a, you know, a deer camp for ourselves and for our listeners. And it, uh, so far it's working out. We're trying to bury it straight into the ground, so we're not yep. there yet. Once a week we always kill a bunch of beers, so, you know. Uh, come uh, October, hopefully we're killing deers. The deer hunting the buzz. We're hunting something. <laughs> Comes for something. Now, well, how many episodes do you guys have on the Working Class Bull Hunter? Fuck, dude. Uh, 222 of 21. They were up there at like high fence ranch antlers. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting up there. We'd be like pretty much a state record typical, you know, if we were a white <laughs> episode. We do, you remember, do you remember your first episode, what it was? Yeah, uh, well, we just called it the pilot, and it was me and Steve sitting in uh, like fold-out sporting lawn chairs in our, what we call is our studio. But it was like I, I sat towards the computer and I had to like turn around to see Steve sitting, and uh, we're, it was we're, we're sitting like opposite ways. Like I'm in a lawn chair, leaned up against the wall. You're 
facing the wall. I'm like right next to you. Like not even really looking at each other. We just had a 30 pack in the middle of the, we're like a campfire. We had a 30 pack in the middle of the room and whoever's there in another lawn chair is just holding mics, just grabbing them. Yeah, that was our, and it was like awful. It, I think it's still on iTunes. Um, <laughs> or it's on our website. Um, We're going to have a throwback go back to go back. tomorrow. We're going to, you guys ought to reshare that one. Oh, God. No. I don't know. I would do it. I, I guess we can. It'd be an okay idea. You can hear the afros that we have back then. The afros. What was that, three years ago? Well, how long? Three years ago? It was only six years ago. <laughs> and, like, and you guys are still like, together? You guys got to be like a freaking married couple by this point. I hate people. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying we hate each other, man. Yeah. I, I'm. I have to sit on the opposite side of this room with Kurt. I mean, we're, we we have a contract that we have to fulfill. We got like five years, and then I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm paying him off, and uh, he's gone forever. Uh, uh, it'll just be the Kurt Geyer podcast. Hey, but if things change in the next couple of years, I might consider uh, signing an extension contract. Who knows? I'm, we're not at negotiating uh, level yet, but, uh, you know, three years in out of my five-year contract, we'll see what goes on. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I got I to gotta back up just a little bit because I like to unpack this stuff. Because believe it or not, there might be some people that haven't heard of you, and I got you know I got a little sliver of Wisconsin here that actually tunes into this one. So, for um, sure, man. Yeah. Steve, I follow you on Instagram, and oh god, you're you're representing working class bow hunter, but like, can we tell people what else you do? Yeah, go go right on ahead. But since you're a creepy follower, why don't you tell people what I do, <laughs> and then I'll. Uh... <laughs> He's got a foot fetish, man. His Instagram sucks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, besides the foot fetish, let's just let's just not bring that up today. But uh, no, like, I don't know which one it is I follow. I, somewhere along the way, I don't know how creepy I got, but like, I've gotten some some stand up reels from you on my feed somewhere. I don't know if it's on Facebook, on Instagram, matter. But you're a stand up comedian, are you not? Uh, I am. Uh, I, I us in the business like to call ourselves open micers. Oh, all right. Well, um, good to know, dude. I. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I do it as a as a hobby. It, it's kind of funny how that ties into how me and me and Gert came to be with this podcast. So, um, I've been doing stand up comedy since uh, uh, I want to say I was like 21. I remember I always wanted to do it. Everybody told me I should, and I went through like a really dark period in my life. And then I, um, you know, the way that I got out of depression was doing stand up comedy. I'm like, oh man, this is a blast, and um. Kind of wanted to get in the podcast world, uh, you know, not to, not to ramble on, but I started a comedy podcast yep. and um, was into hunting and followed Kurt and uh, was like, uh, I remember he tweeted something about he wanted to start a hunting podcast. So I followed him and I, I tweeted, I was like, dude, I'd love to do that. I do a comedy podcast myself. And that's kind of how we started. So it, it, it's something I still like to do because. Uh, stand-up comedy really, because of the people I was involved with then, have led me to who I'm involved with now, which is this podcast, which is weird to think about, but on the same time, it's like, ah, dude, you know, it's not really that. It's not too far out of... It, What's the natural I, I don't know what the word It's a good it's fit. Not, like, it's a good fit. I mean, we're talking about... Yeah. You know, yeah. We're we'll talking about deer camp, and, like, there ain't nothing better than a freaking comedian at deer camp. Like, <laughs> you can be your best friend and your worst enemy in deer camp. Like, Steve is funny. Like, his stand-up is hilarious. Like, if he goes, then there's, like, five comedians up, and we're here in the Quad City area where we're from. Steve's the funniest. Like, and I just, that's me saying that he would never say that on himself. Like, I'll tell him, I'm like, oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'm the funniest. Uh, you would be you're being a dickbag. Yeah, and you yeah, say yeah. So like, when I tell you, like, oh, you did good, you're like, really? You think so? I'm like, yeah, you're funny. But then you bring that in the podcast. And it's great, but then you know we're trying to talk tips, and Steve's making wrestling jokes, and we're like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> Talking to, you know, dude. Sometimes I I, I push it, I push the shit too far. Um, you know, if you go back a couple episodes, and we did a a podcast with Rio Wild. Rio Wild's a champion archer, a hero of mine, one of the best archers in the world. The guy's one of the most decorated archers on the planet. That guy has more gold than Fort Knox because conspiracy theory: Fort Knox has no gold. Don't dig too deep into that, but do. What? <laughs> but uh, so maybe we know, should use a different comparison, like Little Wayne's Grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there you go. Thank you. Actual grill, <laughs> actual gold. But you know, it, it it didn't get me in trouble. But it's like you know, we're sitting there talking, and he said like he has a great record. And the first thing I go is, "Hey, you got a criminal record?" Yeah, you, you asked real while with the criminal record. <laughs> got a criminal record. I mean, he's dude. He's the coolest dude on the planet. But you know, sometimes. 
the shit that I'll say on our podcast, uh, there's times like, you know, we get done and Kurt's just like, dude, really? And then we'll get like a bunch of listeners like, hey, man, that was a great episode, except uh, Steve's a moron. So it really you is know, like is. a married couple because that happens to me every day. In fact, I just got off a call before I talked to you guys with a buddy of mine and my wife's in the background. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you make everything <laughs> awkward? How do you run a podcast or get through a day at work without making weird comments all the time? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have you commenting on it, so I guess I'm never aware of it until I'm around you. Well, I mean, well, Steve does get like that a lot too. And like we bicker, but like I don't know, it's just how you are with your your friends, you know, that you're close with. Yeah. And then we may have boxed it out. Like, we had this, we had this some like for example, we had some chick on from Wisconsin. You might know her. She brought us cheese. I think her name was Allison. Oh Who? yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think it was Allison. That's good. Yeah, I actually can't remember her name. She was really cool, and she brought us cheese. So. Oh, you mean Allison? Allison. Oh, though. Allison, the, the the one chick. Yeah, she brought summer shandies all the way down from Madison, Wisconsin. We're just doing that to dig at her. She brought shandies. <laughs> did she bring spotted cow? I thought she brought some spotted cow. She brought some spotted cow, but that, uh, that beer kept tipping over to the left, so we don't drink that no more. Well, for yeah, for example, <laughs> like Steve's normally the guy to do some crazy stuff on the show, but on uh, – the episode that Allison was on, I brought something up about blended Bloody Marys. I won't go into no, detail. I, I brought that up. I said, oh, yeah, but I'm the one that, like, blasted it off into something weird. <laughs> and then it became a thing. So if you go back and listen to the episode with Allison, like you should anyway, you'll hear the inside joke, and we're like, oh, shit. That was, like, one of the oh, shit moments. But, like, our, our fan base latched onto it, and they started sending us <laughs> pictures of them getting blenders and Bloody Mary mix, and it's it's a whole lot of fun. It, it, it's the shit we pull in between our hunting conversation, basically. Yeah, it's really nice that we can say some, you know, off-the-wall stuff, and our listening base latches onto it. And, you know, that's, like, the second best thing we get, other than, like, when people send, like, Harvest, and they've got the working-class bow hunter hat on and stuff. And it's yeah. Just, dude, it, it's, it's a really cool feeling when you get guys that are, like, Hey man, we're in hunting camp right now. We're listening to you guys. I'm like, what? Over a loudspeaker? What the hell are you doing with your life? <laughs> but I mean, we put it in something out that people enjoy, or and that, some people enjoy. You know, not all, but that—that's like the greatest thing that we could ever ask for. Um, well, I bring it back into hunting camp. You know, just like any podcast brings people together because you're having conversation, and like we're not sitting here staring at our phones. And that's what hunting camp is and what it should be is you're with your hunting buddy mm-hmm. talking about hunting, BS about whatever else in between your hunting conversation and you're having fun. So that's, that's what we do. Then you're just telling like raunchy ass jokes. I tell you, like I said that you guys are like, you know, what we called it the analog version of uh, a deer camp. And you guys, <laughs> oh, you guys are off the wall. Like, man, if, if they had a freaking microphone in the middle of our deer camp, the conversations that go on there, I don't know, man, like we would be like Roseanne and get kicked off the freaking show real quick. Poor Roseanne. Yeah, what the hell? Anyway, um, uh, you, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because we said some pretty brutal, not like brutal, like anything too bad, but to the point where it's job site talk, kind of in a way. Yeah, it yep. really is, dude. To, to where, you know, you're always going to have someone's like, like we had people like, you know, I couldn't listen to your podcast. My kid was in the car. I'm like, yeah, they're most explicit, though. Like, you can't be mad at us. Yeah, but. You know, and then I and I, I don't get that too. I remember somebody said, "Yeah, I tried to uh, have you on in the job site, but I had to keep it low." I'm like, "Who's gonna get offended on a job site unless I could see if the white hat people Blair Bob and Tom yeah on the radio? Like, I could see that if like you know some of the or you know if you've got like the office people walking through your shop. I get that, but I mean this this is real life and this is what we do. I mean we swear we drink beer and we kill some deer. I mean I, I don't we don't want to put a mask on." For you guys, I mean, there's right. that's a good way to say it. That's a really we, good way to say it. I'm not going to censor. I'm doing this for me. Like, I'm not going to censor my shit to to make you happy when it's an on demand thing. You don't have to listen. You know, go exactly. find that thing. You don't have to listen. Tell you what, I bet you listen for a reason because you actually do like this stuff. So right, what no are you doubt. For especially if you think about like how deep you are in on some of your podcast. Like, oh, that was an hour in, and I said something, and you made it that far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you really hate us. Huh? Like, I know you at least listen to an hour of us talking out of a two-and-a-half-hour podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it is, you know, kind of like bringing, tying it into hunting camp. Again, you know, there's a lot of times where you're like, oh, man, I wish you could share hunt camp with that guy. 
And it's cool for us to to be able to meet some of the people we've we've met, you know, heroes of ours. Like I mentioned, Ray Wild. Now I don't just mean to name drop, but I'm gonna because you know that's what type of person I am. <laughs> but uh, you know, we've who I am, baby. Yeah. Uh, stand you know, up. Got, what do you what do you call yourself again? Stand up? No, no, I said open stand up. open micer. Stupid open micer. Yeah. Stand. Open micer. Open micer. Yeah. The, dropping the dopest three minute bits. But you know, we've had. Uh, cats like T-Bone on. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. We ran out of names. Yeah, we ran out of names. No, we, I, got, we got the name yeah, drop. Just, just we got the back. one. We're good, guys. Well, yep. Yeah, T-Bone. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot of these guys. Um, for instance, uh, and also we had uh, da, 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 the Lindsay Ways, uh, both Jeff and David. Both Jeff and David. Yeah, so we've had these guys on. And it's, it's cool for us because people are like, I'd love to have hunt camp with that guy, but in the position that a lot of people are in, you're probably never going to have hunt camp with, with a lot of these guys. Well, you know, we get them on, and we act the way we act, just like a lot of other people do. And so it, it's a really relatable thing. And it, we treat we it hope so it is anyway. We hope so. I don't, I don't, we're I'm not thinking, we're thinking how we feel it is. Yeah. Like well, if you can formal, see me, you get, I'm you talking out the side of my neck. Yeah, you get the side of my neck. You get these. You get these big names on, and and then they get anywhere else, and they're treated like, you know, um, like their shit doesn't stink. But they get on your show, and you humble them. You treat them like a real human being. And you break. You break it down, and you you bust up their ego a little bit if they have one, and. Then you get into a real conversation, like what, like you said, what is it like to actually have this guy at deer camp or gal or whatever? And that's sure. cool. I don't think sure. any other podcast can do that. I mean, I probably could, but I'm not trying to, you know, go tip for tat with you guys here. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. You want to compare numbers, buddy? <laughs> it's, it's just something that I don't know. I just feel like it's something that should just happen, you know, without really thinking about it, because the best thing about hunting camp is talking and like you're building a connection with whoever you're hunting with. Mm -hmm. And that's why like your hunting buddies are your closest friends because you have, you guys share the same passion and you guys have it's just different. It's just a yeah. deeper type of friendship. No matter so, where you're at, you know, you're always just having a, having a conversation with the guys, you know, like, uh, but you know, for instance, when we had uh, Mitch Petrie, you know, VP of, um, wow, you're really name dropping, bro. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, hold on, hold on. I'll reel it in. Um, but he's pretty high up at Sportsman's Outdoor Network. And, you know, you, you take the status away from, you know, and or say T-Bone too, but you, you take the status away and it's just a couple of dudes having a phone conversation, you know, or having a conversation okay. in – in the studio about the thing we love almost without no different the titles than, and none of that shit right like exactly yeah that you had a real freaking conversation that is super relatable exactly yeah. and that's that's what we always like to go for yeah that's cool so what's your favorite so let's let's do this um i don't know there's not a favorite if you could if you could <laughs> i have a gun to your head right now what's your favorite thing in deer camp What's the thing you look forward to most when you're thinking about it right now? We're jonesing for it. What is it that's making us think about it so much? I'm thinking if it's like you're back at the camp with everyone, is that what you mean? Or you just mean like any aspect? Looking I'm forward like to going together. to deer camp, not even like to go hunting, but we're talking about, I want to get to deer camp. Why? He's got a gun to your head. Remember. Okay. I like the 38 special plus P. If there is success or a blood trail, that's not that it has to be success to be fun. But those are the moments you wait for all year. The like the group celebration of a successful hunt. Like someone had a good hunt or connected with an arrow and either it's an easy find or I like the okay, you're breaking down the blood trail and you're learning um on how you're gonna get on this animal and recover the animal. Like that is the most fun slash anxiety ridden moment that I really love and look forward to every year about hunting season and hunting camp. That's that's me. Steve's just talking and drinking beer. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm, I, no, I'm the, I'm, uh, I think for me, it's just kicking it with the, with the homies. You know, one of my favorite things about deer, oh, 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 drinking some hen dog, boy. <laughs> no, I liked, um, last year me and, uh, me and Kurt had a, yeah, not a, not a staycation, but rutcation. Where I basically just crashed his house for a couple of days, and we woke dad up. was over, and and your your dad was there, and do we we watched super old, um, oh man, we were watching old Drew tape and, and uh, Monster Bucks, and 
just, you know, watching it, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, go to bed. And uh, one of the best nights of sleep I ever had, Kurt puts me up in his uh, his spare bedroom because he's a millionaire. And there's this light in there, dude, that smiley face light. You know what I'm talking about? Good luck for hunting, man. It is the best luck. And to me, that was one of, one of the highlights. It was like I was going to sleep. I was, trying, I was trying to lay down. I didn't have to worry about work. I was surrounded by a bunch of people that loved the same thing I loved. Um, I ate good. I was so relaxed. And I was just looking at this light. It's a smiley face light. And I was like, dude, life is good right now. And I that's one of my one of my favorite feelings. And I can't wait to have it again where you just are like, dude, all I got to do is wake up and hunt the rut. Yeah, that's all I got to do. I mean, yeah, there's the other the stresses of oh shit, should I set up here? Should I go there? That's but part of the me, fun now. At the same time, yeah, it is part of the fun. But but the thing was, I didn't have to do shit. I didn't have to clock in. I didn't have to listen to a boss bitching. I just had to wake up and do what I love. Yeah, and I was with the the people that I love. So that's that's the shit that I enjoy. That's and I can't look. I, I'm looking forward to that. Then your answer is way better than mine. Really. <laughs> I talked about it. I talked about it. It's kind of long and rambly, but it, it was better. I talked about that's it. That's, that's the thing. I think like that's. I knew that was going to happen because it's hard to freaking describe because it's more than a thing. It's this whole feeling that we get, and we're like, "Fuck, I can't, I can't wait." And it doesn't even make any damn sense. It's like you're going to go hang out with a bunch of right. dudes all weekend. What's so fun about that? I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you don't have the slightest clue. And for me, it's I love. I freaking love when I get into the woods because we we fuck around in the woods a little bit. We first get up there on Friday night and we went on the same public land for a while now, like seven or eight years or something. And I actually got a good chunk of my buddies into hunting. It used to just be my dad and I, but now we got a whole group of us because I actually got people into hunting that never hunted before. So like there's some there's some pride there. And then for me, it's when I get into that forest and all of a sudden the memories start to come to life. Like if you could picture a film reel playing the shit in front of your face and you can picture it coming to life for that couple of moments while you're talking about it like we get into there and we're like remember the da 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 and this time remember when it came up that way remember when we tracked it and like when those stories start to come to life year after year so this coming year I'm looking forward to the stories that we stacked on to the rest of the memories from last year that we didn't get to talk talk about right. yeah. share yet as stories because they were still fresh in reality and and now next year that's going to be a story and there's all these memories yeah, that's a good that, point, that man. got built on that I'm just like that's, that's the part for me where once that happens, I feel so good. It doesn't make any sense. Kind of like when you put your head on that, that pillow at night, like, man, this is the place to be. Yeah, I love that you brought that up, man, because that is true. Like, you don't talk about the, the moments that happen. I mean, you might reminisce a little bit, like, oh, yeah, man, a couple weeks ago, I wish this would have happened differently. But when you got a year stacked on that story for hunting camp, it, like, it ages, like, a good with you. Like, it just gets a, yeah. it becomes a better, more meaningful story. Uh, when you're talking about it, like, Last year, I'm, I, for deer, I had a pretty rough season. Um, like, pretty, I mean, I struggled, but nothing came easy. And, you know, I'm grateful for that, though. I'm thankful it was that way because it's a different appreciation, and it you know, made your hustle different this year. Made me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way I get after things for sure. And I learned a lot of things about just little shit I do without getting, like, super into detail, like my archery. I'm going to keep my setup, but I just know I need to fine-tune things a little more to make things happen a certain way. But... And that's the stuff we talk about in camp. Like, you know, part of hunting camp is there's a, a downside to hunting camp, and that's beating yourself up and scratching your head and going, fuck, dude, I should have, would have, could I wish I would have done this differently. I should have done this. God, he was this far instead of this far, and I shot him for this. And it's, uh, that's, but that's part of the fun and the memories, and that's what makes a good hunter and makes hunting camp. That's what makes the success in hunting camps are those moments. Well, that's the difference you know, between opening and gunning and hunting camp because. When you beat yourself up, when you're at deer camp, your buddies are there to lift you back up. And they don't do it in a positive kumbaya kind of way. They do it in like a you're, you're dumb bitch kind of way. <laughs> you know? There's a little bit of both, man. There's a little bit of both. Yeah, like for sure you're, you're going to have your buddies be like, fuck, dude, what are you thinking? But I, I don't I don't feel like I bust balls too much on that type of thing. Do you, I don't think I have like maybe a little bit, but I feel like because I always like picture like I have done that. But I'm not saying I do it all the time. I'm like, dude, I know that sucks. Like, I feel yeah, free, it's more, man. Yeah, you're but, right. No, it really is a little bit more of that. Like, dude, it's it, all well, good. If it was a dome, 
if it's a dough, like, oh, yeah, man, well, you, now you know, at least it wasn't a big buck. Well, you and, and your thing is, uh, I, I, I tell this all the time on our, our podcast, or you can check it out at workingclassbowhunter.com, just in case you were wondering. You're a dude. <laughs> you like that, dude? Oh, man, I had to do it. But, no, Kurt's one of those guys that um, gets more excited when his buddies kill bucks. Uh, he's like the first guy. I remember what, uh, this one time Eric brought this buck over, and because he, you, uh, he was the Eric. Kurt was the first guy in there, like just grabbing this buck. Oh man, how old is he? Like pulling his lips back, like checking his teeth, just so excited, and just kind of looking at us like no one's this excited. You love when your friends kill kill bucks, Kurt. And you know if you're going to be hard on somebody, it's only because you know you want. Like and and how you explain that that blood trail moment? Like you want everybody in camp to be successful, and that that's half the reason why. Or that's not half the reason. That's the reason why camp gets together. I mean, you, everyone you want wants everyone to be else successful. to be successful. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Was knowing that uh, chances are everybody's success rate is like a hundred percent success isn't isn't really that normal, but. You hope it is, and it's awesome if it is, but you're enjoying the moment. You just also want to be out there with with your boys, and you want your boys and gals to succeed. I don't know. Like, what, yeah, about, I, that first, what about that first freaking gunshot you hear, and it came in the direction where you think someone's sitting, and you're like, oh, I freaking knew it. I knew he was going to get Well, why are they gun hunting shot? during bow season is my uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> uh we better go freaking run the DNR's coming. Well, that's the camaraderie you get with, with deer camp. Like I know there's probably guys that do deer camp for bow. I'm not one of them. I, bow hunting is like super intimate. It's usually me and a buddy, depending on which weekend it is and who's got availability. But gun here in Wisconsin, our gun opener, it's a freaking ho- – it's like a state holiday. I mean, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, my dad grew up in Wisconsin. That's what he says too is just like that, but – I think it's well, like the town of Sherrard does that too. Um, yeah, my buddy's uh, Mike right across there. I actually work with. They live catty corner from the studio. Throw a big. But the thing here's, I want to make a point though that they make a they throw a big fire, first firearm season party, which oh, is yeah. cool. But for us, when we talk about hunting camp, it's that uh, in Illinois we take typically it depends on the year and how things are going. Typically, we take the week before the week of shotgun season starts, mm-hmm. and that's our. We'll always take that whole week off, and that's a week-long archery hunting camp for us. Um, that's typically how we do it. Uh, I was a little different because their gun season fall a little different, but it's pretty much the same week. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. We all take vacation um, the week before firearm. And um, now in Illinois, if you have a valid firearm tag, you can bow hunt during gun season, which is the shit. Which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So that's how we rock it. That's freaking cool. Trying to think of the other Gotta stuff. Gotta make it work one way. Like, I, I just want to point out too, for all you uh, anti hunters who are listening for ammunition, <laughs> and you're you're trying to figure out what deer camp really feels like. Just imagine how it feels the night before, or you know when you're hanging out with uh, with your slum buddies, and uh, you know you're gonna wake up and protest whatever George Soros allegedly is paying you for to protest <laughs> yeah, the next what? day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's how that's how that's how hunting camp feels when you know you're gonna wake up at the crack of dawn, and you're gonna protest, and you don't know what's coming. You're just you just know you're gonna be out there <laughs> protesting something. Oh, that's what you're gonna... <laughs> Allegedly, you get tear gas or what? What's gonna happen? <laughs> what we're gonna see? You guys ever we're get tear gas before? You ever you ever experienced that? Never, man. I've not uh, been maced or anything like that. I've been maced before. You've been maced? Oh, yeah. That shit sucks. One of my buddy, no, one of my buddies got a hold of me. His dad was a cop, and we decided to mace me, and that shit sucks. Don't do that right now. Don't break the law, guys. It's rough. I did the gas chamber, you, and that I'm, shit was terrible, man. Oof. I heard that drains, like, all your sinuses. Yeah, everyone was sick. You know, you're all sick, 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 and then suddenly, you know, after that, you're better. <laughs> so everything <laughs> that was in is now out, and you're good. That was the only How long did that last had. when you had to go in there? Like, how long did you feel like shit? No, nah, it was pretty, like, once you got out, you, you recovered quick. When you're in there, it's like, there are people literally running into walls. It was it was pretty brutal. I mean, they, it's just a matter of, like, you want to trust the equipment and the gear and you make sure it works. So they really put you through the ringer to make sure that you understand that that shit works. So they make you experience what the tear gas feels like. 
Man, that's brutal. Yeah. That is brutal. Fuck My best friend got uh, was in the military, and he got mace. Uh, he was an uh, MP. He's like, I would never wish that on my worst enemy, man. <laughs> it burns your skin, and then when you actually breathe it in, you act, you can't, you cannot actually breathe. And I had, I had like a little panic moment. I forgot to clear my mask. I did every step correctly. I just forgot one of the steps. So I kept breathing in the shit, and they're like, what's that dance, Clark? What's that dance? So I was trying to like show that I couldn't breathe with my hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Put their hand over. I, I would feel like I was dying. Yeah, I thought I was. I thought I was dying. And then. You know, I wasn't. It was fine. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I then I woke up. Yeah, no, I, yeah I've never been tased before, but yeah, that that mace sucked. But it was like that home stuff. It wasn't like bear mace or anything. I don't know. Bear I, mace. Uh, you got hit with a little keychain mace. Yeah, that that. Well, uh, no, because it was like a little. It was a little too, but it wasn't like you know when you feel like cops walking around like riots. Stuff. I saw a video of Dakota getting made. It was like canister. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't that. I'm, Eric, I'm assuming that's what you got hit with was like the full blown canister stuff, huh? Are they had some dude? Do they have like some sort of like actual rock on a like grate of fire and steaming something? It was like some hyperactive shit. It was like tear gas. And oh, it sounds awful. awful. It was a giant crack rock, is what they did. <laughs> you overdosed on crack, is what happened. <laughs> I don't really know what the hell is going on the whole time you're in that shit, but like. That was a whole nother scenario. I'm like, what the fuck? And you're, 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 you're hearing guys screaming before you go in. You're hearing people hit the walls. You're like, what the fuck is actually going on in there? They awful. torched one of the either the Himalayan salt rock or the biggest peppercorn ever. It was, yeah, but something, hey, something like that. Next next hunt camp, when you guys are at hunt camp together, and you're not listening to Word Hunt podcast or Word and Class Bowhunter podcast. Mace each other. Mace each other. That sounds bad. It'll be some great like stuff. That. You ever watch? Uh, you ever watch that that YouTube channel that was like really popular a while back called FPS Russia? Yeah, yeah. What happened to that dude? I don't know. I don't know. I actually, I actually kind of you wonder know, now. But he, you know he did that one where he maced himself I, first, and then he he's like, "Well, that was a better um, idea," <laughs> you know. I actually watched. A uh, video on that the other day. This is like a random thing. I'll like go, try to go quick. Really? That dude's not actually Russian. No, not yeah, at all. Uh, yeah, he's I knew that. American. In, yep, and he's that. he can't own a firearm anymore. Something happened where oh, don't quote me on all this. I watched the video. They found out who his firearm supplier was. It wasn't all his guns. It was a guy he knew that owned some sort of like dealership, and then. He got in trouble for something and then can't own a gun, and then therefore he can't upload videos of guns. No, he's a felon. That, and I think like YouTube is limiting like gun videos in a certain way, so it was going to put a damper on his videos. And Dude, he was the just... best YouTube channel ever, and then he started guesting on the food one, Epic Mealtime. Oh, yeah. He buddies. actually, the guy does a podcast. He, he guest hosts with like four other people on a podcast. Really? I can't remember which one it is. I didn't know about the details. Man. FPS Russia on freak, and he started off as a gamer, first-person shooter Russia with a stupid Russian accent, and then he got like, dude, he had, he had a fucking tank. At some yeah, point, yeah, he, he had everything. He did some like crazy Tannerite videos and everything. I remember the Tannerite videos. Yeah, that was cool. I I don't know. That's that sucks. Makes me want to buy an AK. I want to own an AK-47. Those are the kind of videos I used to watch at Deer Camp. Like, let's just watch some guys shoot all these guns. We actually did that. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. My buddies and I, we uh, we put it, we packed his trunk full of uh, a Toyota Camry, full of guns, and we drove up to his land. He had private land up in Adams County, and uh, you know we we thought it'd be cool, like buy like some watermelons, some freaking two liter bottles of soda. And I was like, let's get some shit that can blow up. And he's like, ah, no, I don't know, man. Like, it's that's my land. Like, what if something weird happens? I'm like, dude, it's fine. You have like however many acres. It was a shit ton. And uh, so we got, like, one bottle of WD-40 from the gas station. Like, we'll see what happens. Nothing happened, <laughs> by the way. Heads up. And then all the other shit we shot just attracted a bunch of bees. <laughs> so, but I just remember, like, blasting out, honey? Uh, drinking beers, and shooting guns with bandanas on. Like, it was America. Like, it was, it was a pretty fun day. That was, like, a mini deer camp. Some random Thursday. Yeah. Another <laughs> day. Random Thursday in June. Another day in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Spot of cow and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we had some cheese curds, and they made our tea squeak. That's what we do here. You guys actually, I, know, I thought you guys just lived on cheese curds and, like, just processed meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah smoked sausage. That's what I eat every time I'm in Wisconsin, cheese curds. and like, what was that sausage? Well, we went up to Wisconsin Rapids. We visited uh, HHA's uh, headquarters, and what was the stuff I got? We stopped at some random gas station, and, like, every place up there, I don't know if it's Polish or German, but they have, like, processed 
meat in some Polish sausage. I dude, I don't know what it was called. It's like jerky it. bites and like cheese, it's all mixed. Dude, it was, it was, it was yeah, like yeah, round it's like the, slim it's like the freaking snack pack. You get the <laughs> this cheese curds with the freaking beef sticks. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, like protein, completely different. protein snack, super good. It was yeah. protein. Okay, that's what it was. God bless Wisconsin. It's good stuff. So what, what's the what's the um, do you guys have like a tradition? Any traditions for deer camp? Like, do you cook back straps? Do you um, you know have any chugging contests? Like, what are the, some of the traditions that you guys do? Whenever someone shoots a deer, Papa Dave cooks the heart. Yeah, that's one, dude. That. That Papa cook, Dave can cook a heart. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, that's like our hunting camp tradition. Is like we cook heart when we have success, and then uh, so how do you cook it? What's the, is there is there a way to cook it that you guys do differently than? Yeah, uh, we slice it thin, uh, clean it out. Obviously, slice it thin. Frying magic from Walmart. Yeah, you can put it in batter, or you can just saute it in like butter with onions. And yeah, uh, like, I like the se- second option. Season to taste garlic, and because it's supposed to, it's good luck, and that's been proven. I, I swear it is. Because Kurt's like, hey, come over and eat this heart. You'll shoot a deer tomorrow, and sure shit. Yeah, that's two years in a row. And I, I have an, I have another theory, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but you got to hear me out. If you're having a rough streak, one way to help break your rough streak is go get your hair cut, cut your fingernails and your toenails, start clean, and then go out and it'll start change your life. Start clean. Interesting. You know, my, buddy, my buddy's got uh, – we. so we – this is ours – my one buddy, Joel, I've talked about him many times in my podcast. I don't care if I drop his name. He's the one. If You, you guys probably didn't hear my shit, but he, you'll have to hear the story. He sniffed my fucking deer out of the woods last year. No joke. He's a maniac. He smell it? He smelled, dude, I gave up. I couldn't find my deer. I'm like, oh, I didn't get it. I must have just sucked shit at shooting. I don't know. Which that's I've heard normal. that, man, before, actually. And he's like, oh, I smelled the musk. I smelled it. I looked over, and I, you know, sure enough, I, I look, I look, and I see a white belly. So he calls me up. He's like, I found your deer. I'm like, what do you mean you found my deer? He's like, well, actually, I sniffed your deer, and then I went and found it, but it's your deer. And then he actually dug the three bullets that I, that were mine that I shot in the deer, and here's your bullets. This one's yours, right? I'm like, what? Who are <laughs> yeah. you? But in any event, I've he, heard people doing that. I, he he well, wears, I a say, vest. He wears like, this little moon. Freaking, like vest, and he used to be the smallest guy in the world, but you know, we're all older now, so he's packed on a little bit. I'm not going to make fun of him here, but. He's this, just he's stubby as shit, is what he's wanting to say. Dude, well, no, no, he's not that far. He just he just beefed up a little bit, not in a not in a muscle kind of way, but that vest doesn't fit him so so great anymore. But it's this like jean jacket vest, and it's tiny on him, but he wears it every fucking year, and every year he gets the biggest ear, the most ear, and so now we all wear vests, and we had eight guys come to deer camp last year, and all eight guys got a freaking deer. We can't have a best inside I joke. I don't know. Like, yeah, we, we do. Gotta... You got you got Larry McCoy syndrome. <laughs> There's the, to be the best. You got to wear the vest, and sometimes yeah, that's the go. best way to do it. So I don't know. It's, yeah, becoming, another... it's becoming a weird thing. Like, oh, we're, we're not. I'm not serious about it being a real thing. But now we're kind of like, I think we should probably all wear vests. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I hope all those vests are denim. But uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> One other thing we do, maybe in a jacket. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Another thing we do is uh, we have our logo cut out in a big sign in our studio, and it can like we can change it any color we want. And uh, anytime someone shoots a deer, or no, shoot, has success during archery season, the logo turns red for a week. Yeah, and we made an exception when uh, our homie Gene uh, took down an antelope. Uh, and he did that for uh, the Heroes Hunting on their television show. He went out to Colorado. But, yeah, if you kill a deer during deer season, yeah, we turn that light red for, like, a week. And it just, it's, it's such a comforting feeling to look up there and be like, red light shining. We're doing it, guys. Getting it done. We don't have any other food traditions. I know, like, my dad, we sound, like, way up north in Wisconsin, the Nicolet national forest and like he got a couple deer every now and again i never got shit up there and uh you know we he had like a little grill in the truck and we he'd cut the back straps out right there and we cook them on the grill and eat them in the woods in the middle of absolutely nowhere and i remember that being like one hell of a great memory and awesome tradition but that mm, one was only pregnant if we cool. got a deer or not right yeah that's part of the fun you know you get that the reward right away and probably tastes better just because you're right out there in the middle of nowhere well, yeah, and it's like the freshest meat I've ever had in my entire life. The things like laying there dead in front of me. I'm like, thanks for the food, dear. 
<laughs> you know, that's what I get. Like, I can't watch like a lot of these. Uh, well, I, I like Steve Ranella uh, an awful lot too. But like, Ranella honestly says that venison's better aged in the freezer. Really? And fresh right off the, well, out the body. Here's his thing, dude. Like, you know, he's he's out for like eight, nine days <laughs> without McDonald's, I might add. Eight, nine days without McDonald's. And he shoots something. He's like, oh, dude, this is the greatest meal I've ever had. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> because it's been like nine days since you had real food like a McChicken. You know what I mean? Of course it's going to be delicious. <laughs> well, no, though. <laughs> but just certain things, like, it's just that uh, – it's just where you are, and, like, it's almost like the culture of it. You know, like, if mm. you fished all day and you were starving and you you caught a bunch of crappie, you bring the crappie oh, yeah. home and you fry the crappie up, like, that's, like, one of my best meals I've ever had probably is, like, crappie. I fished mm-hmm. all day, caught a bunch of crappie, and ate them. It was effort, awesome. tastes, effort tastes better than laziness. For sure. Boom. Well, I mean, McDonald's yeah. does taste pretty good. So. Yeah. You run to McDonald's. You know how good that shit tastes? Yes. <laughs> hey, what would you rather eat? Uh, some nice uh, back straps over a deer you just killed or uh, some processed meat that probably sat in a trailer for like six, seven, eight months. I don't know, man. The picture that got double in my mind right now is looking pretty damn good. I'm telling you, dude, they put, uh, they put some uh, stuff in it that uh, you don't find in the wild. Yeah, that's, that's why you don't. That's yeah. why you don't. That's why you don't crave backstraps as much as you crave McChickens, even though they're healthier for you. Freaking crap. And better. <laughs> it's the government, dude. Backstraps. What we did one year, uh, like my dad, every Sunday for dinner, would cook backstraps every Ooh. Sunday night. Just like cap off the weekend with like a full belly of just the best backstraps. <sighs> that's kind of a thing we did, but we did that like as soon as we get, got deer and until we were out of backstraps. So so you gotta shoot more deer. Yeah, right. shoot more. Well, we do this so like I, I, was, I was saying before we hit the record button, like deer camp for me starts like so last year, um, you know, so I'm, I, I'm in a house now. I've been in this house for a little over a year. So that's like a newish thing in my life. And we got a bar in the basement and it's, you know, I didn't build it, but it's cool. One of the selling points of the house. And my buddy who I went to high school with, he's never hunted before. And he lives in Michigan now um, across the pond. And uh, he finally decided to come hunting <laughs> with us last year for the first time ever. So he's like, all right, cool, man. Well, I'll drive out to you the night before, and then we'll drive up together. I'm like, that sounds great. So he gets here um, the day before we leave. So it's Thursday night. We leave on a Friday morning. And uh, he puts on a blaze orange jumpsuit, one of the blaze orange wear to hunt hats, sits at the bar, and we're drinking bush light. And he's like, dude, I'm so freaking excited. He doesn't even know what he's getting into, not even a clue. And uh, so I asked him after the whole weekend. He got his first deer this year, um, or 2017. Had a blast, and I'm like, "So you coming back for 2018?" He's like, "Are you freaking kidding me? This I'm a lifer. I'm doing this every year for the rest of my life now." That's awesome. That's great. That's what it's about, man. It's super freaking cool. But like, so we actually have a. This is like a weird. I don't know if it's like I made it a tradition, but my dad when I used to, when I used to drive up north with him when we were when I was a kid and growing up and stuff up to the Nicolet, he would play um, just like all the music he listened to from back in the 60s from you know his era. And it's all like Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and Government Mule and Joe Bonamassa. Joe Bonamassa is newer, but so now on my way up, I make a point. No matter who's in my car or truck or whatever, we play basically Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd the whole entire way. I'm not mad at that. That's awesome. So I don't. Do you guys have it's like, like a, Do you guys have like a a hunting playlist? Like everyone's got something, right? <laughs> I don't have a hunting playlist. Like I've had. It goes by year for me. Like I uh, last year, like the two now the last two years, I guess I had a song. Dude, I rolled up during. Uh, do you remember this during uh, deer camp? It was so cold one morning, dude. I was rolling out listening to Gucci Mane, icy. Gucci <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I, I I like to listen to music for the like the gimmick of it. Yeah. Um, I worked in a record store. Like music was my life before comedy and hunting was. So, dude. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. I can trust you there. Yeah. So I, to me, it's just it's what I'm feeling like. You know, you don't want to get like too pumped up. Like I, I, I don't think you should go listen to like Pantera, and then you get like all jacked up and make a <laughs> shitload of noise when you walk into this. You know, and just like yeah, yeah, just I listened to the last two years. My song was uh, "Sky Is the Limit" by Yellow Wolf. I would just play that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're like. Because if you think like, oh, it's impossible, sky's the limit. Not that it's not really the message in a song, but you know what? 
the album I, I kept coming back to was uh, for for some reason I had heard it right before I heard a song off it. And, you know, there uh, again I I mix it up, but the consistent album that I always turn to was like if I wasn't in podcast was uh, Era Vulgaris by Queens of the Stone Age, and for some reason. I just kept listening to that. I, I don't know. How's that one go? Is that the one that like I always hear on the radio? Is that that one? Uh, no, that's off of uh, that's off a different. Uh, Damn it! Which album is that off? And that song's from Death. Yeah, but I mean it's the same band. You no, made me uh, sing for nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. If you ever look at the uh, look at the album cover, it's like two uh, light bulbs. One's got a pirate hat, and the other one's broken. Right. But for some reason, that. I just kept, like, I heard it, and I just kept coming back to it. So that was the most recent one. So I'll say Arable Garris. Who knows? Next year. Maybe we should just try my song, bro, because that's out of luck on my end. Maybe I should do that. Thanks to you. Yeah. All right, yeah. If you ask you uh, if you ask Eric and Eric and Doug, what's that shit they listen to? It's Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Any, do you listen to oh, anything Tenacious, Tenacious D? D really? That's their good luck. No, they have a specific song. No, that's any album. Oh, it was any album. Okay. Any Tenacious D song. Because I listen to Tenacious D. The before the afternoon hunt when I killed my buck last year. Oh, I did. Yeah, because that's how shitty of a season I was having. I forgot about that. I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, so Eric is on the podcast too, and Doug. If you ask them, their tradition to have a good season is you have to watch Escabana into Moonlight oh, before yeah. season starts. Before season starts, um, and they watch it during. And then Tenacious D. I swear to God, they had a song that they said that works every time well there's the one that i'm thinking about because they the 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 lyrics are like what what is that i want to i want to you gently ball you yeah yeah that's one of them but that's (laughs) i trust i asked them because we're like we talked about on our podcast like the greatest song song in the world is it that one that's another one of those right Dude, I don't know. I thought they wouldn't shit up with any tenacious d song bro i i I thought they had a specific song you're wrong probably I did a road trip, not road trip. That's not the right way to call it. I drove to Wisconsin Dells. It's a two hour road trip. I got off of work at like 1030 at night this one day. And I used to do this camping trip every single year for Memorial Day weekend. with My buddies There's like 20 freaking people. This is not deer camp, but it's like the next best thing. Drunk fest at uh, a right. 21 older campground. And I got off of work so damn late. Usually I was the first one up there. This time I was the last one. So I listened to Rage Against Machine the entire car ride there, drank two energy drinks. By the time I got there, I was like, well, let's freaking go. And I was all crazy. And they're all sitting around the bike. I'm like, what the fuck? Let's go. And I went to the bar and I got like, you know, 20 shots. And it was it was insane. So never again drive two hours straight, listen to just Rage Against Machine on full blast in your car by yourself drinking, you know, Red Bulls. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, I man, like I was ready to like fight someone. It was me. crazy. <laughs> Those who die. If I work for, if I work in the morning, like in a morning November hunt. You I mean, know, I, guess, I, I feel like if that's the first song because I got to drive like forty-five minutes to where I'm hunting. Don't so, shut it off. I mean, dude, like you know, maybe the first like just to wake you up, but like right when you're pulling into, <laughs> right when you're pulling into your spot, you shouldn't have subway. No, you know what I do? I turn the music down. This is actually funny. You mentioned this. The music <laughs> goes off as I turn down the lane. I'm going into hot, and I full blown focus mode. Oh, there you oh, go. In the that's, zone. That's like, powerful right there. Well, that's what I'm saying. The radio a, shouldn't shut off when you're... You're right. That's what I'm saying. No, like, it, goes you, it goes off. Like, I'm telling I know, you, it goes down, and I, I slow cruise. Like, if I'm on a gravel... There's a gravel lane to one of my hunting properties. I roll the window down, and I slow cruise, and I just, like, feel the vibe. Dude, I kind of... I, I do that, too, but I do know you I don't... You yeah. for sure don't. No, I do. When I'm just saying that, because I said that. Yeah, okay, whatever. No, I'm... I, dude... <laughs> If you got subwoofers in your truck, dude, you have to turn that down like a mile away. Yeah, you don't. Coming. You might want to let them know. Just you let give them a fair chance that you're, you're going to be there. Just let them dump. Let so, them so they meet their, their maker. So the, you know? the Wisconsin <laughs> DNR put out a service bulletin. There was I think a, I heard about this. There's a Sasquatch alert. Uh, Gigantopithecus. Mm-hmm. Yep. I call them the so devil monkey, you know, but whatever, whatever yep. you want to, big, Bigfoot. Uh, I don't know. Dude, there was a legitimate Wisconsin state visitors are warned that recent Sasquatch sightings have been reported in the Wisconsin to the Wisconsin DNR. Not surprising. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a legit thing that they put out. I'm pretty sure that was like last week, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Last week. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are really concerned. 
I say, you know, you know I, I just wonder when Sasquatch season is going to start officially. They got elk well, the hunting in Wisconsin. I was like, we ought to just get some Sasquatch tags and see how many people can actually go in the woods and hunt this thing. Well, the problem with the Sasquatch thing is we talked about this on our podcast a few episodes ago, and um, I got some backlash for this. The problem is people don't want to acknowledge the existence, you know, and that's the thing. Like, people don't know how to look for the sign. It's just where you get a bunch of rookie guys and you throw them on an awesome piece of ground, they're not going to know where the big bucks are budding right off the gate, you know, because they don't know what to look for. They're ignorant to it, where you got to just know what to look for. Like you said, your boy could sniff out a dead deer. You know, there's a little bit of that. That's his experience, you know. When you got a guy that's, you know, has experience with Bigfoot, has seen these Bigfoot in the woods, knows these pinch points and funnels, these these big feet are using, if you will. We, you found, a, we found a Sasquatch like, toenail once, and then so we tracked yeah. it. And then, like, we found some Sasquatch fur. It's, and that's it's the real. thing. That's the best sign, actually, is to find what log the Bigfoot sat on when he clipped his big feet. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's, and, that's the best place to well, look. Well, it's actually, actually yeah, so it's, it's been there most times, the bedding spot. It's, it's around, um, I think he's it, typically about a month and a half after deer shedding all their antlers when the antler growth starts. So right about now-ish is when uh, Bigfoot shed their toenails. Because they're going to grow new toenails every year. So they clip them, bro. I mean, geez. Yeah, they cut them off. Yeah, it's it's a willing thing, but they know clip them off this time. Well, the uh, around this people, time. People like, well, how do you know how to find them? Because I've never seen any Sasquatch scat. I'm like, well, you can't find, you can't just look for the scat. You gotta, you gotta like, it's on. They 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 wipe their ass. They got hairy asses. Dude, you no, bro, the they're, they're so intelligent. You look for the they pine take it with cones, them. You look for the pine cones, and if it's got shit on it, you know a Sasquatch was there. So they well, like they, 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 they take it with them. They're intelligent. They take it with them. They some, know. Some do. It depends on the age of the Sasquatch. Or for a while. The mature, mature ones take it with them. But the thing is, a lot of people discredit coyote shit for Sasquatch shit. Are they're, they're like, you know, that's not that's not big, that's, that's a coyote because they have the same diet, essentially. I mean, you know, you think of a, um, you know, again, mature Sasquatches take their, their shit with them. But uh, young, young Squatch. I disagree um, with that. Thing what they do with because then what do they do with the shit once they take it with them? If they dispose of it properly, throw it in the river. But you know, right. uh, an older, uh, older Sam Squinch or a younger one, I'm sorry, because they stand so high off the ground. By the time the the, the poop hits the ground, it just it it disintegrates because their diet allows them to have very very soft stool. So it's not going to hold up from a five foot drop from the anus to the ground. So it's just going to dissipate. So you're not going to find scat that way. That's the younger ones. The I didn't older know ones, I didn't know the older ones will collect if there are any pieces because the older you get, the the harder the stool gets um, because right, the man. diet changes. Dude, that's that's, that's where I'm at. Sasquatch shit, man. That's where I'm at. Scat is interesting, but bro. So I, if I, believe all I always thought, though, like if they're living off the land in such a great manner, like if I was just to eat my macros, would I, would it, would I even shit? Would I ever take a poo? Word. Right? Word. I'm just getting yeah, all the big and hairy. Period. There's nothing, there's no waste. It's not, I'm not wasting anything. Maybe they don't even shoot. Good point. Maybe, maybe we're good wrong. Point. Well, a lot, a lot of people, which is crazy to me, discredit the fact that Bigfoot even exists. And I'm like, when's the last time you saw a 200 inch typical whitetail? That's right, you haven't. You know? But they're on people's walls. Not everyone's wall. Some people's. Not everyone. Those are replicas. Thing is, Hey, let's yeah. look at hey t- Fast Pro bought them all. Just how the government bought <laughs> yeah. all the Sasquatch mouth. <laughs> exactly. Do this. <laughs> Do this. Next time, uh, next time you, you you feel like you know that's a shitty argument. Look up the spots where every 200 plus inch deer has been killed, which exists, and look up Sasquatch sightings. And I guarantee they're about the same. That's probably 100 percent correct. So they're probably usually is. they're usually 100%. in the marsh or in, or somewhere in Oregon. You know, yep. We don't have that. Here. I think we have the one Sasquatch here in Wisconsin. There's just one. So the fact that we had all these sightings, like, he must have been pretty active. I don't I mean, know if it's their mating season right now or what. I mean, spring. Probably some slight rut or maybe just a juvenile kind of wandered away. Just how every now and again you see a moose in, like, northwest Iowa. Yeah. Probably the same type of situation. Um, nothing really to be alarmed. Like, he'll, he'll find his way back home, but, you know. I mean, so people Wisconsin. The, the DNR post, for, for the record, states, like, always remember to hike in pairs and stay on the trail at all times. If contact is made with a Squatch, try and stay calm and do not run. It says, if, if possible, take a photograph and note the time and area of the sighting, but most sightings have predominantly occurred at night. So you got to be really careful at night. Yeah, nocturnal movement, typical. Yeah, I mean, typical. if you're... If you're I mean, 
then this is just rule of thumb. I mean, if you're if you're out in the woods at night and you're typically bumping a couple squatchy, you're probably going to bump a couple Slenderman too. So just you know, take it as well. The deal is, like the hunters, they bump all the Sasquatch at night. That's why you're not seeing any movement pressure. Yeah. This is square one. Because most, if you ever watch most squatch hunting shows, they're always hunting at night. They're bumping them all out, and because they're an advanced ape, uh, the retina is enlarged so they can see at night really really well so they're getting out of there yeah you bump a two hour and twilight tail at midnight because you trap around like an idiot you think you're going to kill them the next morning get exactly. the fuck out of here yeah, that's why you're not finding them yeah exactly basic it's one-on-one hunting you know right. get it together usually when you find the jackalopes is when you find the squatch i'm just saying they typically tend to be in the same mythical type of areas that's a fact. favorite diet yes yes so now we know Jackalope. we know how to deal with sasquatch <laughs> You know, I mean, if I if I had to call it like Remington, the bullet that killed Sasquatch, I would be rich. well. Well, you know what? The thing is, like we joke about the jackal thing. We actually had a jackal mount in the studio, there so is, right above my head. I shot it in Texas in '94. I was four years old. Jackal shot... brought. So it's like Chuck yeah, Norris. Actually, <laughs> 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 Chuck Norris was the guy for that particular hunt. Yeah, Sasquatch but, and yeah, Chuck the, Norris the best... are the same thing. That's kind of, yeah, there's been categories. can't find him because Sasquatch is actually Chuck Norris, which, by the way, Sasquatch invented water. I believe that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with it. Why do you think Walker, Texas Ranger was such a goddamn hit? You know, we missed that show. Bring it back. Please bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> bring Walker, right. Texas Ranger back. Hashtag before that. So there's a real taste of deer camp for everybody listening. This is the nonsense that goes on at deer camp. Uh, we are idiots. We are absolute <laughs> yeah. idiots. Thanks for having us, man. We, I can't believe yeah. this will never happen again. Never yeah, happen dude, he's never going to air this episode. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? It's going to take a minute to, set, to sink in. There's all these gobagoos on here. That's what happens when you bring an open micer onto a, the Where to Hunt podcast. <laughs> Me and Steve have this debate. Well, I have to debate a lot of times about Bigfoot a lot on our show. So it's something fun we do. Like, it's normally at the end like this, but we actually have the debate and we get heated. Yeah, no, we get heated because uh, I, I um, don't believe in Sasquatch. I want believe it or not. to believe, and I will say that I there is it. some weird shit in Wisconsin. There's the Beast of Bray Road. There's something else called the Wendago. There's some cheesy-ass movies made about these things. There's some <laughs> really weird shit that goes on over by Holy Hill that no one can explain. Some Indian burial grounds. You know the weirdest shit is that, like, not that all these things go, but, like, people are actually Packers fans. That, that's the weirdest oh, shit okay. that goes on well, in Wisconsin to be. Uh, oh, this is God. a primarily, like, Wisconsin-based, like, it is a Wisconsin-based podcast. Yeah, and I'm wondering why the hell there's, like, you know, I, I get that. Eric, if it makes you feel better, I don't give a fuck about sports. I don't watch I'm it. I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so I, I shouldn't have any hate for the Packers, but I do. You just do because... For no reason. I do. Like, they're the most loved I, team in America. There's Packer bars and like. Oh, shit. Just because you guys think you have like 40,000 owners, have one owner. Easy. <laughs> Tired of that shit, dude. So, how do people Packers. How do people find the working bull class? The working. What the. Dude, I can't speak. The working class bow hunter podcast. Oh, he's mad. Two bush lattes, and I'm find... already in the bag. <laughs> bag. I love it. Uh, how they find us, um, workingclassbowhunter.com. You can find every episode we've ever done there on the homepage. You guys got a favorite iTunes. you want to it, call out? Is there, like, one that, like, dude, you should listen to this one if you're ever going to listen? For you Wisconsinites? I don't know. I, Allison. Allison was fun. She drove down and was in the studio. Um, I'd say scroll through if you see a name or a topic that you, I just, I think you just go through any of our episodes and listen to one. Um then that's the best way. Maybe you'll get hooked. Maybe you'll absolutely never listen to this again. So I'm not going to tell you to pick one. Just grab one. And then if I uh, figured we'd sell a product that way, you should be able to listen to anyone and kind of do what we're trying to do. Um, but, yeah, Lipson, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, all that, all social media stuff. Uh, it's all Working Class Bow Hunter or WCB Bow Hunter. We're, we're out there. Cool. Steve, do you want anybody to follow your, uh, your stand-up stuff? Uh, you can. Uh, but like I, I tie that in, um, just just follow my Instagram, uh, Steve WCB Podcast. 
Uh, I sometimes I upload some stuff there. I probably should do a better job of it, but I don't. Uh, we'll change that from this podcast on. We're yeah, gonna put more of your stand up on your shit. Right. We'll put it on our stuff. We yeah, we should. Yeah, usually the local uh, local people know where to find me. But uh, yeah, if you're you know if you're ever in the area or you're like, hey, come up and do a set in Wisconsin. Need like a media pack. I'll yeah, if send you're that ever up you here, I'm gonna come check that out. Me. By the way, like you you should maybe even like I'm not telling you how to do your stand up career, but you should try to book some Wisconsin shows. <laughs> I'll be your number yeah, one. Yeah, sure. I was telling you that the other day, man. You should try yeah. Chicago, Wisconsin, Iowa. Just go, like, book them. I can't wait to get up there. I'm like, hey, you know what I really hate is most beers in America the Packers. Man, what did I got to talk about Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a laugh. Yeah, and, then, and then, like, they'll yeah. be like, okay, some of you better say really, you, the next thing better actually be funny. <laughs> Everybody hits you with Sasquatch cat. Who's like, <laughs> We love Sasquatch, yeah. for sure. Well, thanks for hey guys, us, I'm, man. Glad, I'm glad you came on the show. Like, it's it's an honor to have you guys here. We'll, we'll do it more. This won't be the last one. We appreciate it, man. Just give us a call if you ever need anything, man. Just let us know. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks for uh, thanks for stopping in. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Have a good one, guys. Go shoot your bell. So the tip of the week this week, there's a whole bunch of them, actually, and it's not a tip more than it's a list of great pranks for deer cam. So I did a bit of Googling, Google searching to try to get creative for this one and uh, maybe just jot some of these down or, or take note of it or re, you know, cue this podcast up when deer hunting uh, season actually kicks off, especially for a gun when you actually get around with all your buddies and stuff if you're not doing that for bull already, but um Man, there's some nasty ideas in this in this list. I'll cover a couple of them, but there's some simple ones that seem straightforward. I'd love to hear some some stories too. If anyone's got them, you know, I, I haven't really done this before, and I haven't really heard from fans. It's probably maybe because I haven't asked. But you know, most smartphones these days come with a you know, recording app with some feature, and if you want to just simply record into your phone and tell me a hunting story where you played a prank on some of your buddies or had a prank played on you, I'd love to get that into one of the next episodes or upcoming episodes and maybe even stockpile a bunch of those for um, when November rolls around. It'd be a fun one to listen to. So keep that in mind. You can email me at uh, where to hunt wi um, at, at gmail.com. It's where the number two hunt wi at gmail.com. You can send it to me on Facebook. You can send it to me. I think there's a form post on the where to hunt app.com website. Uh, however you choose to get that to me, I'd be happy to have it uh, if you're willing to share. That being said, there's some two, there's a couple tried and true ones. Trick your buddy with a decoy or a shoulder mount. That's pretty funny. I don't know about the shoulder mount one because I, I doubt you want someone to actually take a, a crack at that thing. Um, suck to get another arrow into it or something like that or even worse. And then, you know, with the advent of trail cams, there's a lot of fun ideas you could do there. And I've seen some of these too. I think we all have like the creepy looking ghost at night or whatever. But you can dress up. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying go drag queen or anything, but, or, or encouraging cross-dressing or anything like that, but certainly you could dress up and run past your buddy's trail cam a couple different times, get a good rise out of them that way. And uh, you can also, like, you can actually put, you know, a big deer on camera. If you um, are stealthy enough to go in and get the cards out before they ever go and check them, you could obviously do some Photoshopping if you if you know any graphic designers <laughs> or anything like that. Um, get a, you put a predator, pick, a predator pick in there too, another idea. Maybe it's uh, something, you just put a T-Rex in there, something to be super goofy about it. Or you could be a little bit more realistic and pop a couple of wolf pictures in there if they haven't had that before. Get them all riled up. Um, you know, one that actually would piss me off, this is one of the ones I saw, is hanging out or stand close by. And it's a public land hunter. That happens often enough as it stands. So, you know, I don't know about that one. Maybe maybe that one's a little close, too close to home for me. But another one, whoopee cushion on the deer stand. Eh, maybe, I feel like... That just wouldn't have the... I want to see their face when this prank happens. I want to see what happens. So I want to be in sight or maybe a little bit more dramatic than that. Um, I think putting a mannequin in someone's stand would be pretty funny if they're already set up. Um, there's some other one about like flour in the face, putting some flour or powder in a, like a, a buckrunt collar or something like that. Eh, kind of lackluster. There is something my buddy used to do called poofing where he'd actually take... Um, paper towels and put some flour in and wrap up like a rubber band around it and he'd toss it at people. I don't know 
that sounds kind of stupid too, I guess. Um, man, I'm not actually liking some of these now that I'm reading them out loud. I was reading them to myself and I was kind of chuckling a little bit. The dropping disguise, I'd love to know if someone's done this. You just take some raisins with you and if you got a newbie hunter with you, which I did last year, so it would have been a good opportunity. I could still I could still pull it off next year if he doesn't hear this episode. But simply just take some raisins, plop them next to the turds when they're not looking and... <laughs> I mean, you got to eat these. You got to eat these turds and make sure that they actually eat the turd. If you want to know if it's a buck or if you want to know if it's a doe, if you eat it, you'll you'll figure it out. They have a different taste. I could totally see that being a hilarious one. Um, a pretty cruel, a cruel one would be finding someone's deer before they do and hiding it. That's eh, a lot of work. So I don't know. People do some pretty crazy things at deer camp, though. I'd be curious to know if anyone's ever done something like that. It seems like it'd be pretty mean. Um, coyote call at night, drawing a pack of coyotes, scare the shit out of some people. Maybe. I also wouldn't want to get shot. So rubber rubber uh, snake in a sleeping bag. Dopey by the bed. I think the, the meanest one I've seen actually so far is resetting someone's alarm clock. So that one could really mess with someone and piss them off. But everyone's got smartphones nowadays, so the likelihood of you getting a hold of someone else's phone and resetting their time, or their, their clock, less likely than maybe in the past. So just a couple ideas. This article is a little old, the one that I got some of these from. I'm sure I could get a hundred more ideas from all of y'all that listen to this show. I would love to hear it again. Feel free to reach out any way that you want. That makes sense. Whatever's easiest for you. If you feel comfortable doing something like that, I think it'd be awesome. I think the rest of us would love to listen to it. I don't need your name or anything like that. Just the story itself would be cool. So that's all I got for my quote unquote tip of the week. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and as always hunt public.